Hi folks, Shannon Camp here and welcome to a special sort of Valentine's Day themed bonus episode of the Little Women Podcast. I'm here with Zach Powers who plays Lori on the show uh, and is also my real life boyfriend. Hi Zach. Uh, Hi everybody. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're the perfect podcast guest for a lot of reasons, not least of which is we live in the same apartment, so that helps a lot. Um, But also, you're the perfect guest for today's topic because I want to talk a little bit about, I think, the character who I can safely say is the most beloved love interest in Little Women, and probably the most important one, too, uh, who was the real Theodore Lawrence. Yeah, uh, I don't know a great deal about the historical or uh, real life influences for the character. I've heard you talk about it a little bit on a couple other podcasts, but not in great detail. So it'll be interesting to hear. Yeah, this isn't really something I knew a lot about myself before I dove in. Obviously, I think everyone has heard that old chestnut, um, which is great, about how Louise Mailcott really didn't want to marry uh, Lori and Joe to each other, especially after she got all those letters begging her to in between the two halves of the novel. And I think learning a little bit about the real-life influences of the character uh, provides maybe a little bit of more context for that context for that choice besides just uh, Louisa's somewhat contrarian nature. Uh, So before we dig into this, I do want to do a little bit of a disclaimer. I don't really know that there is one person who's like a one-to-one real-life Lori, the way that we've seen that each of the March sisters really had an Alcott counterpart, and also the oldest sister was married to someone named John Pratt, who was very clearly just... John Brooke, more or less. Um, And I have talked a little bit on previous episodes about how I feel like sometimes we're too quick to look at female authors' works through the lens of their real lives. But I think since this novel is basically semi-autobiographical, it is a fertile vein of discussion. Certainly it seems like a lot of the Stuff with the sisters and family, uh, particularly the women in the book, are more autobiographical than a lot of the men. Like, obviously, the father's very different. And I don't know if there's a real-life equivalent to Professor Bear or if he's entirely created. No, we'll talk more about Professor Bear, I'm sure, on uh, an upcoming bonus episode after that character has appeared in our own show. Uh, but Louisa May Alcott basically said she tried to make a character who was like as different from Lori as possible just to get her own two cents in because really what she wanted was that Joe would remain unmarried at the end of the book, but that just wasn't deemed acceptable. So getting back to her real life, Louisa May Alcott served as a nurse and a companion to a sick young rich woman in 1865, right after the end of the Civil War. Because she had served as an actual Civil War nurse, she was pretty much the perfect candidate for a job like this. And she was kind of doing uh, what Amy does in the book, where she goes with Aunt March to take care of her as they travel through Europe. Uh, Louisa basically gave all of that stuff to Amy in the book, but it really was a part of her own life. They went on a year-long trip uh, through Europe and went to places like London, Paris, different parts of Germany, 
And nearby there, Switzerland, which is where she met, and I'm going to try not to mess up this name, Ladislas Wisniewski, who was a young Polish man. Uh, he had recently been ill after being imprisoned for taking part in a failed insurrection in his native Poland. Mm. Basically, young Polish men were being conscripted against their will into the Russian army. And uh, so Ladislas was part of this failed attempt to overthrow that. Makes him seem like a character more from Les Miserables than Little Women. Yeah, certainly the background of this person so far seems extraordinarily different from the character in the book. But uh, I imagine there's additional information forthcoming. <laughs> well, we get into a couple of obvious hints. For one, he was an incredibly skilled pianist, just like Laurie. And Louisa actually made up a nickname for him. She called him Laddie. Yeah, that seems a little more, uh, lines up a little better. Yeah, sounds a lot like uh, Lori. So she met him in Switzerland, and then they parted ways during their travels and actually met back up in Paris, which I know sounds very romantic, but at this point, Laddie was still very young, and she was a more mature woman. And not that there's anything wrong with if there had been a relationship between them, uh, that just wasn't really what they had. They honest did like an honest-to-God friendship, really like Joe and Lori. Um, so they met back up in Paris and spent some time together, and Alcott later just described it as one of the happiest times of her life because they didn't really have any money, but they could just be at peace with each other. And basically the only thing Louise May Alcott said during her life on the subject of whether or not Lori had a real source, she did say publicly... Laddie was the original of Lori, as far as a pale pen and ink sketch could embody a living, loving boy. But I want to challenge that a little bit, because like you kind of pointed out, there's a lot of differences between Laddie and the Lori we see on the page. For one, it seems like Laddie was so political, which is the total opposite of Lori. Yeah, um, certainly... Background-wise, aside from the name and the fact that they seemed to be good friends, his background, the time in their life they met, um, certainly his wealth seemed to diverge quite a bit. Yeah, I sort of see the Lori connection almost more if I think about, like, Amy's arc of the story, sure. where she meets up with him in Paris and they have, like all these European adventures, but I totally agree. Like, I wasn't done... One of my books pretty much just said, like, Laddie is Laurie, the end, and I wasn't really satisfied with that answer. I wanted to do a little more digging, and I found some really interesting stuff. Um, for one, during the time when the Alcotts lived at the house called Hillside, which is basically the inspiration for the house that the Marches live in in Little Women... They live next door to Julian Hawthorne, who was the novelist Nathaniel Hawthorne's son, the man who wrote The Scarlet Letter. So yet another literary celebrity pops up in the Alcott's lives. Yeah, they seem to have a lot of literary connections, uh, in part through their father's transcendentalism, but I guess also by chance at times. It's really interesting because Bronson was not necessarily like a smash hit. His books were all flops, but I think in person he must have been very magnetic because people like Frederick Douglass, you know, would go to see him. So mm. he must have he must have been amazing in person in a way that just truly for me does not translate on the page. 
Uh, and speaking of Bronson, uh, Bronson and Anna Alcott Pratt, who's Luisa's oldest sister, a.k.a. the Meg Parallel, told a young man named Fred Willis that Lori was him. Uh, Fred was an orphan boy who used to play outside with the Alcott sisters. Uh, he lived pretty near them when they were growing up. And because he was an orphan, Abba, a.k.a. Marmy, really took him under her wing. And also like Lori, he was sort of a city boy among country girls until he was orphaned and sent to live out in the countryside with relatives. He had never really been a part of the rural life, whereas the Alcott's had come from a commune. So some big differences there. And then the final piece of Lori I wanted to call attention to was a man named Alfred Whitman. Uh, no connection to Walt Whitman, although you'd be forgiven for thinking there might be. He was another younger friend of Louisa's, and they met when she was also a more mature woman, probably even a little bit older than she was when she met Laddie. Uh, and they met through, like, scholarly circles because... He went to some school that Bronson was involved in. It's very, with all the private schools that would open and then immediately close two years later, (laughs) it's very hard to keep track of uh, where Bronson was doing his thing. Uh, But he uh, he was called My Boy by Louisa, which is uh, what Joe calls Lori throughout Little Women. And he said after, I think, her passing, when he was, like, asked about you know, was she the real Joe? He said to him, she was the Joe of little men, this like motherly older woman who was very kind, never raised her voice and just sort of led by example, being this very intelligent and wise person who all these boys felt like they could go to. Uh, But Louisa herself told Alfred in a letter that he was the serious half of Laurie And Laddie was the, like, bubbly, upbeat half. Because apparently Alfred was, like, really serious and potentially prone to fits of melancholy. Like, I think Lori might be in the book. Uh, Yeah, it certainly seems like no one is a particularly ideal match. Like, there are bits and pieces. One's an orphan. One knew them in childhood, lived next door. One (laughs) uh, had that nickname going for them and was, like, couple were close friends but the one-to-one relationship seems vague i would assume that the nathaniel hawthorne one was the wealthiest of the four you couldn't have provided me with a better segue without even knowing what i wanted to talk about next the missing piece of the puzzle is none of these young men including julian hawthorne were rich Um, And I thought that was so interesting. I think that really speaks to Louisa's ultimate fantasy, having grown up poor at the times, like, truly on the brink of destitution. Her ultimate happy ending was that the sisters would end up with rich men so that they wouldn't have to constantly be struggling the way they were in life. And unfortunately, as we get into the later years of Louisa and May and Anna's lives as well, um, there definitely were a lot of roadblocks they would have to encounter. Um, But on that cheerful note, that was our Valentine's Day bonus. Zach, thank you for being here with me. I appreciate it. Uh, Of course, yeah. Uh, Good to know a little bit more 
about the role I played now that I'm <laughs> almost done playing it at this point. But yeah. still, yeah, going forward. No, I like it because you brought your own unique thing to the table as the character, which is what I wanted. But I was going to say, Laddie may have mounted an insurrection against getting conscripted into the Russian army. Please never mount an insurrection against getting conscripted into my podcast episodes. Well, at this point, it's getting a little late to start, I guess. <laughs> That's the spirit. It's too late to start. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next time with more behind the scenes info about Little Women. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, the-